Ready for your bedtime story? I'm Kieran Davis, and welcome to When the Frogs Sleep. When the Frogs Sleep is a series of traditional stories, legends, and personal documentaries where we'll talk about reconnecting to the land, our favorite bedtime stories, and experiences navigating gender and identity. Good day, everybody. It's a way to kick off the new season. We're uh, joined today by our first guest speaker with Florence Sanderson, who is my cookum, my grandmother, and uh, the one who started storytelling for me. Bonjour, hello. My name is Florence Sanderson, and I, um, I'm i from Laxo First Nation. I grew up in um, Nigmont's Bay and Kijik Bay, and now I reside in Frenchman's Head. I moved back to the reserve uh, in, when was that, 1993? So we've been a resident of uh, Frenchman's Head for almost 30 years now. Holy. That's 30 years this year. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit more about yourself? As I said, I grew up on Kijik Bay Island, and I went to residential school for three years as a, as a young child, and I went to Pelican Lake Indian Residential School, so I was there for three years, and of course at that time it, it was a really lon- lonely time for me. I really missed my, my family and that, and, and then after... Um, um, they built a school at Kijik Bay Island, so that was Laxul Day School, and so I was really glad for that. Like uh, I was glad to be able to uh, live with my parents and enjoy the time with my parents. So I went there for for grade four to grade eight, and and then of course there's no high school there so I had to leave home again and uh, went to Sulacote for for high school during grade 11 I was asked if I wanted to go on this trip to the Mediterranean so anyway that's that's uh, how um, I was able to start my international travel so anyway uh, besides these uh, trips uh, by land or our long road trips when the kids were young. Um, in 2012, I got sick, and I was really quite sick for a few months. And it was after that, when, when I got over that sickness, I told my husband, I said, you know, after being sick and uh, now that I'm well, I want to do, I want to travel more and go and see places. And one of the places that I really had always wanted to see was Israel. So we went to Israel that fall. And, uh, you know, I had read so much when I was a child, Bible stories, and I was always interested in uh, seeing that land. And so we traveled there, and, and that was a real awesome experience. I, I really enjoyed seeing um um, the different sites there, uh, um, and got to ride a camel, and <laughs> <laughs> and I g- again learn about the culture there, and uh, you know the food and some of the different uh, uh, the ways they do things there. I learned about the Sabbath, and and we were on a bus tour with a lot of other people, and. Yeah, it was a really good learning experience just to see the sights. I'll start by asking, uh, what's your favorite part about traveling abroad? Okay, so over the years, I've really enjoyed a lot of travel. I've gone to many, many different countries. But um, 
one of the things that I really like about traveling is I like to meet people and just I'm interested in uh, the people and the places that I visited. Uh, I'd like to learn a little bit about them, a little bit about their culture, their food. And so that's the fun part. But one of the best part about traveling, though, always coming home. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun because I, as much as I like to see the world, it's just so fun to get home and just really enjoy being home and being uh, being in this beautiful part of our world. What's important by being home? Well, Laxo has been home, um, and it's beautiful here. I uh, I look out my living room window and enjoy uh, the scenic view of the lake. And so there's just something about being home, uh, you know, where you belong. Yeah, it's my home too. How many countries have you traveled to? I've been to about eighteen countries yeah i guess the first time i went anywhere overseas anyway i i was going to high school uh, in sulacout and up until grade 10 i hadn't even gone to a city so i hadn't even gone to thunder bay or winnipeg and actually i think it was about a month before this trip to um to the Mediterranean that I was I was chosen to go on this trip. Um, Indian Affairs used to run the high school program and one day our, my counselor said, hey Florence, how would you like to go on the, the Mediterranean trip that the, that the high school is planning to? And I said, wow. I said, sure, I'll go. So up until then, I hadn't gone anywhere. So about a month before that trip, um, our high school group we went to um winnipeg so that's the first time i (laughs) i saw a city (laughs) and just think i was this kid from kijik bay island who had never gone anywhere and to be selected to go on a trip overseas that was pretty amazing as a child i used to love reading i liked reading books and looking at pictures and reading about faraway lands faraway places and you know, learning about the different peoples of the world. So I really was looking forward to this opportunity. Do you have a favorite memory from your travels? I have some, I have several favorite memories, like funny little things that happened. I don't know where to start though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess over the years, some of the places that I went to, like in addition to visiting 18 different countries over the years, um, I've had occasion to do a lot of travel um, within Canada and the U.S. as well, and uh, and to our northern communities. I, I visited um, at least 20, 22 communities in the Sulaco district, so I've been to the Nan communities mostly. I, I haven't really... Um, had a chance to visit the Treaty 3 communities other than I think I went to Wabaskang (laughs) 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 and I got lost at Donigaming trying to find the gas station once. (laughs) I think it's funny how uh, you say that one of your favorite parts about traveling is going home and how when you were on your way home one time uh, from Scotland, you and I bumped into each other. Yes. Okay. So Scotland is one of the places uh, I've had opportunity to go there twice. And that's the country that I really enjoyed visiting. The first time was 2006. Um, 
my husband and, and I, we took our, our son David with us and my brother Ron and Judy, uh, they took their son AJ w with us. So the six of us went to Scotland. So that was our first trip. And then the second trip um, to Scotland, on the way back, we arranged our our travel to overnight in Amsterdam. Uh, we had a overnight layover in Amsterdam and we had planned it that way so we could visit Amsterdam. I've always wanted to go there. So we spent the night there and it was so interesting. Um, Kieran was on a high school trip and they had gone to Tanzania. Oh, speaking of uh, when I was a kid, when I used to uh, read about all the different countries and that. This was at Laxol Day School. Of course, uh, we, we were kind of learning on our own there. And uh, I didn't know, I didn't have anyone to teach me how to pronounce places properly. And I used to pronounce uh, Tanzania, Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so Kieran was on a on a school trip to Tanzania and what we didn't know was they were traveling through Amsterdam and it turns out we we met their group in Amsterdam and our return flight to Canada we were on the same flight from Amsterdam to Calgary and Kieran was actually sitting across the aisle from us on the same plane <laughs> <laughs> so isn't that amazing yeah it was crazy yeah. there was like 500 people on that flight and we got sat beside uh, each other a lot of places that I visited one of the places that I, I really enjoyed visiting was Ukraine um, my daughter Lori lived there for a year and she did volunteer work there and uh, so my husband and I, we went to visit her and we had traveled through, um, We she was in the western part of Ukraine, so we traveled through Budapest, Hungary. That's how we we landed there and then we crossed the border uh, by, by taxi. And it was an interesting visit just to see where where she was doing her volunteer work. In addition to traveling abroad, where have you visited closer to home, such as communities' favorite places? Well, I like the, like, as I said, I've traveled to the communities in the Sulaco district, and um, one of the communities that I, I like to visit is Piganjigam. And Piganjigam, because I have many relatives there, and it's just, I used to go there with my job, and I loved visiting the the schools and I used to talk to students and I loved it when I went into the classroom and I could speak to the students in Ojibwe and every single one of them understood me. Like I'd go into a kindergarten class and all those children, they understood me. <laughs> so it was really neat to see how, how um, the language survives there, the Ojibwe language. How did uh, storytelling or the stories that you read as a young girl inspire your travels? As I said, I've always taken an interest in learning and reading about faraway places. Like as a child, I remember reading about the Great Wall of China, never thinking that one day I would actually go visit China and see the Great Wall. And I remember reading, I think there were some protests going on in China and there was a picture that stood out in my mind about this this young protester and he was sitting with, in front of a, 
I think it was a tank and he was just refusing to move there and that happened at Tainaman Square. So when we were actually visiting visiting Tainaman Square, I thought of that that image that was in my head about this young guy um sitting in front of that tank. So what are some experiences or lessons that have stuck with you? I had one frightening experience and this happened in um Istanbul and this was on that uh, on that trip I was on when I was uh, 16 years old we were in um, Istanbul we had gotten we were on a ship in the Mediterranean actually and we visited several ports we had gone from um, London and we flew to Venice and and we boarded a ship and we sailed around the Mediterranean and we went to Athens Greece and uh, in Naples, um, Italy. We went to see Mount Vesuvius as well, and that really stuck out in my mind. It was so interesting to visit Mount Vesuvius and to learn about how this uh, ancient civilization uh, was covered by um, by uh, when a volcano erupted and how they were destroyed and covered with ash and how they were excavating. But anyway, um, the story that stuck out in my mind about that trip was we were in Istanbul and this little girl approached me and I didn't realize that uh, she was a beggar, a little beggar, <laughs> a little beggar. <laughs> she was a beggar and um, she was trying to give me bird seeds. So she she wouldn't leave me alone. She kept uh, trying to put bird seeds in my hand, and she uh, she was motioning that uh, uh, she wanted me to scatter the bird seeds to feed the pigeons that were hanging around. So anyway, I finally to get rid of her. I thought, okay, I'm just gonna take them. So I took the bird seeds and I scattered them because that's what I thought she wanted me to do and fed the pigeons. Well, next thing you know. She wants money and she's making the motion. She's demanding money. And I'm like, oh no, she wants money. And I hadn't, uh, I didn't have any Turkish lira, I think it is. I didn't have any Turkish coins. So I tried to give her some, I think it was British coins or something. <laughs> so I tried to give her that and she looked at it and she's like, no, no, no. But what was frightening was there were guys sitting along the edge of the street and they were they saw this commotion with this girl and she's getting louder and louder demanding money and I'm like oh no and then these guys started uh, getting up and walking towards us and I'm like oh my goodness I was so scared finally one of the guys in on the in our group he said here Florence and he gave me a coin and it was uh, one of their Turkish um, coins so I gave it to her and anyway she she settled down, she left me alone, and those guys sat back down, and I was oh, I was so scared. <laughs> so after that, I learned, okay, you better be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've traveled with us, your grandkids. Uh, what were you hoping to share or teach us by having having these experiences? Okay, first of all, um, when our kids were young, we did a lot of travel with them. We took them on long road trips. And um, because I guess when my husband Wes, when he was uh, when he was uh, young too, his father, his family, they used to 
um, traveled to by car and they went to BC and he actually saw uh, the Queen and he said Chief Dan George back uh, when he was a, a young boy. So we took our kids on long road trips. We took them to BC. We took them through the States and uh, we didn't have much money, but we still made it happen. We ate bologna sandwiches on the trip, and you know we took a cooler, and we stayed with relatives along the way. Some places where we had relatives, we we would stay with them. So anyway, um, and then the grandkids came along, and I wanted them to to travel as well. So um, we promised we would take them on a trip uh, first. The first trip we went with on with them was to um, we took them to Disney. Yeah, uh, we went with them all all four grandkids and their parents, and so that was an experience. Uh, one of the things that we saw was uh, we had gone to watch one of the um, space shuttles uh, taken off. Oh remember yeah, that? I remember that. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> so we saw the spaceship, and we were quite a ways uh, from it, way across the water and it was just just you know just the power and oh my goodness it was really loud yeah, it was really <laughs> loud and yeah and uh and then we um first we took the older two we took them to hawaii and uh but that trip was kind of <laughs> memorable because what happened was we were landing in Hon honolulu and this was march of 2011 and as we were landing, the uh, the pilot makes an announcement. He says, "Oh, um, some news from uh, from Honolulu." He said, "An earthquake has hit Japan," and I can't remember what it was, 8.6 or something. And he said, "And a tsunami is expected to hit Hawaii at four o'clock in the morning." Or something. No. <laughs> anyway, there was silence on the plane. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was just kind of like, whoa, what's this? And so anyway, they just told us, just go to your hotel rooms and the hotel will tell you what you, what you need to know. And of course, uh, when we did get off the plane and we headed to our hotel, there was just police and sirens uh, all over the place. And, and then we... Um, we took the younger two to Hawaii as well. We had said, okay, we'll take the older two first and then we'll take the younger two. And anyway, we asked them, where do you want to go? Any place you want to go. And of course they said, we want to go to Hawaii too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we took them there and, and that was a fun trip. Um, they went parasailing with the, with their grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I stepped on a sea urchin oh, that yes. trip. <laughs> yeah. Aaron stepped on a sea urchin <laughs> down at the beach. Yeah. And yeah. then you made us wa wear those water shoes oh, the rest yes. of the trip. Yeah. So these are good memories for, for kids to grow up, you know, uh, enjoying travel and uh, having these experiences. And maybe when they get older, too, that they want to do some travel. One of the things, too, I used to work at the Pelican Falls High School. I worked there for a long time. And while I was working there, I ran travel club for a couple of years. I took, um, uh, I helped uh, take students on trips and one of the trips we took them to was the Gathering of Nations powwow in Albuquerque, 
So that was awesome. And we always took uh, our elders, the elders that worked with us at the school on these trips. So they enjoyed the, the travel as well. And one trip um, we went to was, we went to New York City. So we took a group of Pelican kids to New York City. And, and that was, um, that was an awesome trip. A lot of the kids really enjoyed um, the trip there. And another trip that uh, we went uh, with the Pelican kids was to LA. So we took them to LA. We went to a ball game. We uh, uh, did some of the um, um, the amusement parks like Disney. Disney. They didn't like Disneyland. They thought it was too full of old people and uh, <laughs> little kids. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so after that, we went to the next one, the um, Disney Adventure, which was more geared toward their their age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we went to Knott's Berry Farm. It was so funny. Um, the elder we we had with us on the trip uh, at Knott's Berry Farm, I guess he must have kind of been getting bored with walking around. And uh, so anyway, he found this gift shop and he started hanging out there. And then one of the other group leaders said, hey, I think he got himself a job there. <laughs> it was so funny. Do you have any tips for youth who might be traveling for the first time? When when I traveled with the kids at Pelican, I, w I would always say, you know, always behave yourselves. You know, <laughs> um, one thing that I used to tell them was, you know, when you're brown, you know, people are going to look at you different. They'll always suspect, oh, you're going to be shoplifting or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so don't bring any attention onto yourself. Just, um, you know, be polite and have manners and 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 be prepared like uh you know make sure you don't lose your documents and that kind of stuff in honor of having my cookum on as our first guest star i will be reading my favorite bedtime story read by my cookum growing up goldilocks and the three bears when my grandkids were young well when my kids were young i always used to like reading bedtime stories to them I liked reading books and reading books to children is really important. It helps them with their learning and uh, you know helps them with their with their growth and that and and of course the grandkids too. We carried on that tradition. Like uh, if if I wasn't reading books, I would make up my own stories and the and the grandkids especially loved that. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I would make up a story and. Yeah, uh, one of our favorite stories was Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just add silly stuff to the stories. <laughs> and I remember one story we liked too. We used to own a houseboat. And uh, so we would take that houseboat up the lake uh, and go camping. But uh, this one story I used to tell was uh, we're on the houseboat and the kids are are driving the houseboat and it is a, it's a different kid dri driving the the houseboat and and we would say oh uh, we are now um, at Kijik Bay Island we're passing uh, we're gonna go this way we're gonna pass High Beach we're gonna oh there's Makwa camp there oh and then we're on our way to Shomas's camp and uh, so you know the kids would uh, kind of picture um, use their imaginations and uh, we're on the lake and traveling and uh, yeah so 
And they never tired of stories. Even if it was the same story over and over, they never tired of it. And it was always, go come, tell another story <laughs> <laughs> or tell it again. Yeah, I remember asking always Goldilocks and my huh? three bears. Yeah, or can you tell it again? Yeah, Goldilocks. <laughs> and then, of course, I would yeah, get animated with uh, uh, with the, uh, it was always the baby bear that they liked. They'd say, I would say, how does the story go now? Oh, somebody's been eating my porridge. That's the papa's voice. And then the mama's voice would be, somebody's eating my porridge. And then the uh, baby would be like, and somebody's been eating my porridge. And he's eating it all up. And they'd go, <laughs> and the kids always loved it. And they would laugh when it was baby bear. And then, of course, when uh, when baby bear's chair was broken and when uh, the baby bear, uh, the uh, um, when the bears finally come home. And anyway, that's just uh, make stories fun for the kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Coco. Thank you for uh, having us. Uh, come over and record with you and thank you so much for being our first guest on the show well thank you for inviting me thank you for having me <laughs> as they say on the radio <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it was fun and uh, maybe i'll get invited again yeah yeah all right you probably Miigwech. will miigwech yeah. thank you The story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Goldilocks. She went for a walk in the forest. Pretty soon, she came upon the house. She knocked, and when no one answered, she walked right in. At the table in the kitchen, there were three bowls of porridge. Goldilocks was hungry. She tasted the porridge from the first bowl. This porridge is too hot, she exclaimed. So she tasted the porridge in the second bowl. This porridge is too cold, she said. So she tasted the last bowl of porridge. Ah, this porridge is just right, she said happily, and she ate it all up. After she'd eaten the three bears' breakfasts, she decided she was feeling a little tired. So she walked into the living room where she saw three chairs. Goldilocks sat in the first chair to rest. This chair is too big, she exclaimed. So she sat in the second chair. This chair is too big too, she whined. So she tried the last and smallest chair. Ah, this chair is just right, she sighed. But just as she settled down into the chair to rest, it broke into pieces. Goldilocks was very tired by this time. She went upstairs to the bedroom. She laid down on the first bed, but it was too hard. Then she laid in the second bed, but it was way too soft. Then she laid down in the third bed. It was just right. Goldilocks fell asleep. As she was sleeping, the three bears came home. Someone's been eating my porridge growled the papa bear. Someone's been eating my porridge, said the mama bear. Someone's been eating my porridge and they ate it all up, cried the baby bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair, growled the papa bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair, said the mama bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair and they've broken it to pieces, cried the baby bear. They decided to look around some more and when they got upstairs to the bedroom, papa bear growled. Someone's been sleeping in my bed. Someone's been sleeping in my bed, too, said the mama bear. Someone's been sleeping in my bed, and she's still there, exclaimed the baby bear. Just then, Goldilocks woke up. She saw the three bears. She screamed, help, and she jumped up and ran out of the room. Goldilocks ran down the stairs, opened the door, and ran into the forest. 
She never returned to the home of the three bears, the end.